thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Wow, LT, that's the best intro. I've got to get Damo to call you to ask... Uh ask you how to give an intro like that because I've got I'm a bit uh, spontingly with all of that pump up thanks LT hey this is the champions mind man we got to get some pump up we got to make sure I get my head straight that's right that's right no matter that's the key though isn't it it's about bringing your a game no matter what is going on in your life and uh, as we were talking just previous to the show we just thought rather than talking off the show let's just have a chat on air because at the end of the day, we all know that uh, no matter, even if you're a champion mindset co-host <laughs> or the host of it, we still get uh, down dates. We still get overwhelmed. So don't think that we are perfect and immune to the things that are going around our life because um, that you would be wrong. So well, Yeah, there's a lot going on at the moment, isn't there? At the time of this recording, there just seems to be a lot going on in your life, a lot going on in my life, lots of what we would call stresses, but a lot going on in every everyone else's lives it seems like everyone has stuff going on at the moment yeah it does and uh that's the we really want to talk about that because i'm sure if we're feeling it this way and we're feeling it everyone else is feeling that way i'm sure you the listener is feeling the same way as well and who knows maybe it's a change of season maybe it's the change maybe the time of year maybe it's just 2014 who knows but we all know that at one point or another when you're hearing this, it's the right time, and uh, I'm sure that you'll be going through something or you will be experiencing something in the near future, so let's talk about it. So th- we're talking about where there's a feeling of overwhelm or that you can't really put a finger to the pulse of what's happening, but everything around your life seems to be... Spiraling out of control. Yeah, I was actually going to swear there for a second, so <laughs> glad you but caught you me on that. Any control. Well, that's what I suppose I just filled in the words because that's how it does feel at the moment. It feels like there's so much going on that... That I'll just be personal here for, for a moment. There feels like so much going on in my own life, which I just I can't control it. It's kind of things that other people are doing or other things that are happening. It could be technology. There seems to be a lot of technological glitches at the moment. There's there's roadworks going on and the roadies are, are, are chewing up the phone lines and all those little things that it's like, man, oh, man, like there's just like drama, drama, drama. Exactly. And and that's the thing, though, is that, you know, because the the world is moving at a, such a fast paced world, like, you know, really, I mean, we've got so much technology. We are so in, connected in a way, like connected. And, you know, we'll talk about being disconnected. But we're so connected to the world that someone can get a hold of me right now. And they would expect a response right now as well. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so much whirling around and there's so much um, bombardment from the expectations of what's going on in our lives. And everybody's trying to get your attention, right? Even the newspapers, the, the news, they're all trying to get your attention. And they're going to try to tell you the worst thing that's happening around the world. And I think that actually creates the problem as well. I mean, think about if we were back in the day where we were um, living on the farm or living out in the bush. I mean, you know, most of your day is like pretty much 
you know, you're not fighting tigers all the time, right? You're most of the time you're in a calm state and you got to go hunting once in a while. And yeah, sure. There's, there's fear of something's going to attack you, but it's not all the time. But right now, that's what it seems to me is like, there's always so much stress around us and that we need to continually to uh, manage that. So I think what the, how to handle that is, well, we got to look at what's actually going on in life and look at perfection, right? We look at how the world, like I, you know, I talk to the, a lot about with other people as well. And, and this is the case is that I see the world slightly different than most people. And, um, you know, how do you see the world out you? Well, <laughs> I, I see the world as, and, and I'm, you know, I see the world as there's something, I think that the world is in perfection, right? It's funny. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say this right now. We just talk about like how interconnected we are. I like literally just got three messages on my phone. <laughs> I guess it's just like, <laughs> I was like, all right, stop. I'm trying to do a recording here. And I just had, to, I'm getting this, like, it's not distraction, but like, there's just like beeping noises everywhere. It's like, stop. I'm trying to focus here. All right. And this is all on silent and everything too. I just stop it. Anyways, anyways, I'm blocking it out now. I'm focused on you. So main, main thing is, it's funny how you, when you ask for the universe, the universe provides, isn't it? So it lets me know that, yes, I was right, that the world is trying to get a hold of me. No, um, how do I see the world as being that, the world is imperfection, you know, that the world is just right. Everything that's happening around the world um, is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Now, that is hard to swallow, um, I think. You know, at the beginning when I first thought, that's full of crap, right? Now, because, you know, there's so there's much... people dying of hunger and there's war going on and there's two-year-olds dying of inexplicable diseases and there's all the bad stuff that happens in the world, yeah? That's what you mean, yeah? Exactly, you know, and... Yes, there is that, but there's also a lot of good that's happening in the world as well. And I and I first learned this through Demartini and uh, Dr. Demartini, John Demartini, if you want to look him up. Um, he talked a lot about perfection and um, that, that the world is in perfection if you just happen to see it. And you know what? I'd rather be in that type of framework where I look at the world that there is some good and there is bad, but there's not one more than the other. And because I was, uh, listen, listen, I was driving to the airport. Uh, my driver took me to the airport the other day to go to Melbourne for the weekend. And she t- was telling me the story about what's going on in her life in terms of, you know, what's happening to her neighbor. And it was amazing. Her filter system, right? I'm going to call it a filter system because basically that's what your eyes are. You know, yeah, you, and that's your, your values, yeah. That's yeah, your values. your values, your belief system around the world and how you see the world. Her belief system is that everything was um, was poor or everything was bad. She was only seeing all the bad stuff. Like she, she wasn't filtering the bad stuff. She was actually letting all the bad stuff out and she was filtering all the good stuff. So yeah. what she saw the world, everything that was happening to her, everything that was happening to to people around her or even just the world was all bad negative stuff, so, which means she has a filter of all the good stuff that's happening to her. And if I got her to look at the good stuff, I was trying to, you know, I basically just sort of mentioned, goes, oh yeah, but you know, because of this, you can do that. She would also find then she would also find the excuses or the bad stuff about that, and it really was really clear to me how when you have one certain filter, no matter you know it takes time to kind of break those down, but if you don't realize that you have a filter, you will actually see you actually we've all been trained unconsciously or consciously been trained to see the world in a certain way, and that filter is usually from from my belief is usually from your childhood, your parents, your the teachers, your friends, and the environment that you grew up in that actually created that filter. Yeah, the media. That mm. is, that'd be one too. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, all of those messages that are given to you over the course of your lifetime just become almost like an unconscious belief, don't they? 
Mm, no, definitely, definitely, and and that's that's the where where the world's heading. And I think you know if the first thing I would look at, you know, as as for you guys as the listener, is to look at you know and be honest. That's the problem, right? Is is that we're not honest with each other? You know, we can if you're think about this when you're actually looking at any particular situation, whether it be good or bad, right? When you're evaluating or making a judgment, are you making a judgment based on right your own? own issue or are you making a judgment well, someone wants your attention again freaking d- Damo it's like man I've never had a podcast where four people are trying to contact me all at the same that time and this better happen out that was Damien Kristoff from 100 Not Out in the Wellness guys man it's just crazy anyways see getting distracted um, so one of the things is, is basically is how you see the world is really um, re- really makes a difference on how how you respond to the world and so you can see the world if you I guess what I was trying to say was to try to figure out exactly what's actually happening to the world is you have to be honest with yourself. Are you blaming the world or is it because you're seeing the world differently? You know, because if you're not honest with yourself in terms of your um, position, in terms of the way the filters are, and you're not honest to seeing those filters for the what it is, it's very hard to move from there. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, totally. And when And when you're talking about honesty, I'm thinking of certain events, you know, that are just going on at the moment. And again, both both you and I love Demartini, and I know this question comes up a lot when he kind of helped because this is the thing. Like you said at the beginning, there's a lot of resistance to the perception um, or the view that there is perfection in the world. There is a lot, and and you can easily see why there is that resistance. But one of the key questions to to kind of see the other side is, well, what's good about this? Um, what's good about this event occurring because when we're feeling bad about something, we only see what's bad about it. So when we see people, when we see kids dying of hunger, uh, well, the, no, the, the best example, and again, I'm ripping this straight off Demartini, but the best example of the whole two sides, seeing the perfection, is looking at peacekeepers. Peacekeepers only get a living and a reputation um, and kudos out of war. If, mm. peace, if there was no war, there would be no need for peacekeepers. So all the peacekeepers that we admire and we look up to in the world have made their life out of war. And that sounds brutal, but there would be no reputation if there wasn't war. So then do you say, well, then do you remove the war? Well, if you remove the war, then you remove the contribution that the peacekeeper made to the world. So then what do you do? Well, I think what LT and I are both saying is that you just see that both sides of the coin are imperative, they're important, they're must-haves in the creation of, of what we call our universe, our lives. And we have to honor both sides rather than um, seeing one as good as one as bad. Both both sides, um, what Demartini would say, make up love or make up any word that you feel is appropriate. But I do think that um, it's so important to take, I call it the rose-colored glasses, take the filter off because otherwise we live our lives in anxiety or depression or resentment or anger or frustration because we're so fixed on seeing the world only through our eyes. It's so and true. That, and that can be so destructive. Exactly right. And I think if you, if the world, and it's hard to see it that way, right? When you first, and if this is the first time you've heard this, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you say that? How can you see that people suffering is a good thing? And we're not saying that at all. Like, it's not a good or bad thing. That's that's what we're saying. And, and I mean, and look at, um, you know, uh, for example, if there's there weren't people who are, um, say, who are poor and uh, homeless, there wouldn't be people who are actually going to be helping the mother. That's right. Right? And so what we're saying to them is that the world, if we saw the world as, as 
if one of the filters is to look at the world is actually in absolute perfection and the world is built on perfection, then it, everything is in the right place. Yes, are people suffering? Yes, but there's also, because of that suffering is causing people to take action and they're actually getting fulfilled in their purpose in life to create uh, a better change for the world. Well, look at what's happening in a lot of developing nations now in terms of because a lot of uh, nations in the world are developing and they have experienced poverty and the rest, there's now, the whole world is becoming better educated. You know, We're now going into nations that haven't been educated who now want to learn. Like the whole thing, I don't know all of the stats, but you go into um, some countries of Africa where you know uh, females are falling pregnant at ridiculously young ages and a lot of that is because they haven't been educated properly, they haven't learned, there haven't, hasn't been the empowerment. Now there's people finding their purpose in life by going to these nations and, and um, introducing higher levels of education. So now you've got people in developing nations going to school for 12 or 13 years, which we would take for granted. You've got people going to universities. You've got people developing careers. You've got nurses and midwives and all kinds of professions that are developing. Because of the the hole or the problem that was there, now we're able to come in and help fill that void or bring in solutions or bring in higher levels of living to create um, a better world. So, like you say, there's there's two two sides to every coin, and um and we can stay fixed on one, but there's always a second side. No matter how no matter how much we want to ignore it, there's always a second side. And I think it's it's you know like I said from the beginning, I think it's really really important that we just just be open to the idea. You don't have to accept our ideals, but just be open to the idea and see the world, f- you know, being perfect perfect as it is, um, and seeing the good versus in the bad as well but it goes in the reverse is to see the bad in the good right and how many t- i love this example with yes, Martini says like, i mean yes. how many th- how many times have you have come home where you've had an absolutely cracker day like just an awesome day well it's yeah. like the best day of your life you know you just you know <laughs> won some contracts or you you know had just a great day with clients everything and load, everything buzzed, yeah, everything's yeah contacts. everything's yeah, everything's working perfectly fine and everything's great and you have a you know just have a great day and you come home and you want to celebrate with your your spouse, you know, your partner. And you come home and it's like everything starts crashing down on you cuz it's I like say, although I'll tell you you come home and the kids are just diabolically unhappy, crazy, <laughs> yelling, screaming, tears, stress, dinner hasn't been made spouse not happy kids not happy and you're like oh man I just wanted to come home and celebrate and all of a sudden there's challenge that's right and it's, there's the perfection yeah it's and, and, and the wife says here you go take the kids I'm out of here <laughs> you know? right and and that's it and, and you know what though LT I think the beautiful thing is is that when you have that belief you're like you know what thank you thank you for this humbling moment and isn't it a great uh, gift to actually have kids or a wife or a relationship or whatever it is that you come home to, whether it's a dog or a cat or a pet or anything, to just come home and and temper us or humble us or just balance us out, really. Um, Yeah, and it goes the opposite way too, right? If you had a really crappy day, like, you know, the the world's crashing down on you, and I'm sure we've all experienced anybody who's been in a relationship, in a good relationship, right? Um, Sorry, let's put it a great relationship. Then, you know, if you're having a bad day, what ends up happening is that your spouse is there to pick you up. Yeah. You know, your partner, you know, your life partner is there to pick you up, to kind of balance you, to say, hey, it's okay. I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, and, and listening, you're sorry, go on. You're, no, no, go ahead. 
I was going to say, if you're listening and you're saying, oh, I don't have a spouse or a life partner, you would have had a friend or a brother or a sister or a mum or a dad or a work colleague or someone in a similar role. And even if it's not a physical person, it might have been a radio show or a TV show or something that you heard that just picked you back up again. That's right. Um, there's always something that picks us up. And again, like I think I've said this three times now, it's just a matter of acknowledging that that's actually occurred and that it's there because that's what instills the belief that there is perfection and it also goes uh, it also allows us to to not feel isolated mm. you know and it allows us to build faith in ourselves and others and and the world around us because we begin to to realize that yes without LT and I sounding all woo woo we are all connected we are all um, supported um, yes there's challenge but there is also support and so it doesn't mean that we we don't have to go out and, and fight the world alone and, and what you said at the beginning I know I'm ranting on a bit here but you said at the beginning that a lot of people are feeling disconnected um, or overloaded. Um, and oh no, you, I think you said a lot of people are feeling overloaded. And then we've got this with uh, this drive or this, um, I suppose, this intensity to be connected. Like the, the, I think you said the media wants to connect with us, like the news or the, the papers. Now it's Facebook or social media. There's all this drive to connect. But I think in many, in many um, instances, people are feeling more disconnected than ever before mm-hmm. because... There's so many offers to connect that people don't know what to choose, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if we can realize and find through our set of values and through our set of beliefs what we do choose to connect with, then we just have to, without wanting to sound too um, mercantile about this, we have to discipline ourselves to actually choose wisely what we want to connect with, the sources of connection that make us feel great, so that we don't choose sources of connection that aren't that empowering. Whether it be, you know, things like smoking or excess alcohol or, or God help anyone, you know, excess drugs or anything. Not excess drugs, just drugs. Um, because we don't want to connect through ways that aren't really going to empower us um, in our lives too much. We really want to choose ways to connect uh, that empower us so that we do drive that belief of feeling guided, supported and connected more. I know I went on but felt important to say. No, I think it's – I get it. And, and, and two things from that is first – you got to be aware of the things you got to look for. It. You know, if you're feeling like you're lost in terms of there's no one there to support you, you're not looking hard enough. Just look a little harder because it's there. And I think if you see it, it's there. And I'm going to get back to imperfection in a second. But the second thing is what you talked about is about, you know, saying drugs or alcohol, whatever. You, you see, in this day and age, what ends up happening is that we're looking for ways to escape the true reality of what's going on. Now, you know, that's what those things do, right? They warp our perception of reality. But, the but isn't pro- that interesting that I know I'm interrupting, but we're looking at ways to escape, almost to disconnect, when all that is thrown at us is connect. Yes, that's right. Everybody's looking for ways to connect with you. Uh, and when we formulate those things to kind of warp our reality, then it's very hard for you to be pleased with your current reality, Right. Because you're trying to find ways, and that's the only ways to kind of disconnect with reality. And because it's a for, false sense of reality, you're when you come down from that high, right? Really, we'll call it you know, quote unquote high. Then what ends up happening is that you go, I don't want to be here. I want to be there. But that's not. It's a false reality. Whether it be using video games to escape yourself, you know, whether using whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be drugs, right? But that's what's happening, right? You're comparing your false reality to your reality. 
you know, the false reality is going to be way more appealing because it's temporary. And so you want to live there. And that's why we got people who are addicted to video games, for example, or addicted to, you know, computers or Facebook, whatever it is, is because it's a false sense of reality of what's actually happening. And that's what you mean by this connection is that we actually think that we're more connected to the world, but we're actually more disconnected with human interaction. Well, and it's all one-sided though, isn't it? Because when, you say, when you're talking about these addictions, you, you're taking it to the other side. So let's say you're going through a just a real stress of a time and let's say you use the, the example of being addicted to video games you go into this notion of then where everything's great and life's you know you're, t- you're toning down i suppose the challenges and same with facebook like facebook is the most one-sided view of the world on facebook 99 percent of what we see it's all the great stuff of people's lives you've got photos of going on holidays photos with the kids where everyone's smiling photos of birthdays photos of weddings and photos of, of new babies being born and the rest, like it's all very one-sided. So we kind of need to choose wisely. Is this what you're saying? Like what we what we choose to, I suppose, escape in? Yeah, so I think, oh, you know, let's take Facebook example and so that we can be clear on this and we want to kind of break that down. Facebook has created in a situation where we not you know we can we can get addicted to it we we only see you know ways of certain way people are living however like we can see all the bats about facebook but the good stuff like let's flip it right let's balance it out the good stuff about facebook is that you get to connect with people that you have we probably never could get to connect it if yep. we didn't have facebook that's what i love yeah you know getting to like you know i have friends that you know in in canada for example i haven't spoken to in like 10 years but, you know, they know what I'm doing and I, I'm more connected. And the internet, right? We can say how bad the internet actually is in terms of all the stuff that's out there, you know, you know, um, the, the way, you know, kids are connected to it and they can, you know, there's so much screen time. However, the other side, the flip side of it as well is that it actually allows us to see what's happening around the world faster and get more information. And you're, you know, you just got to search for it. You, if it wasn't for the internet, you wouldn't be hearing our voices. Right, you wouldn't be able to um, to be able to know. Um, There's one pure example on a TED talk once, and they were talking about dance, for example, and how you know the dance now, you know the creativity of dance would not have evolved to the situation where it is now. Whereas before, you know what, someone would have danced in say in Namibia or whatever, right? And yeah. they would have been dancing, but no one, none of us wouldn't be able to see it. But because yeah. of YouTube. You know, we would go, wow, this this guy's good. I'm going to copy it. And we got like three-year-olds who are like dancing. You could, so you, you can, they can go on the show so you can think and dance and win the yeah, damn well, thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. not because they were taught by anybody else, but other than people from around the world, they're more connected to the around the world. And that's the evolution of dance, right? Just, just, just using dance as an example. And right. because they're getting connected to those type of people where before, you know, 20 years ago, there were no way they would have the ability to connect and see those dance moves and evolve from it. And so, so the, one of the great parts about the internet is that we're evolving so much faster, in a sense, simply because of that. Is because we're getting more exposed and getting more data to kind of create, build upon each other to help to make it a better world. But there's also the downside of the internet. And that's, you know, we already know about it. We don't have to discuss it. But that's what we're talking about in this topic, in this whole podcast, is to see that the world, there's some good and there's some bad. But you've got to recognize both sides. And it's not... You don't want to be an optimist continuously because you know that you're going to have crashing down. And he talks about, DMT talks about this bipolar, right? If you're like a supreme optimist all the time, you will find something will crash you down and you're going to become like a massive depressive. Yeah. It's like the, he calls it the bipolar disorder. 
right? You come really, really high and everything's in perfection. And then you come crashing really, really down low to say, this is, you know, absolutely the, you know, the pits. And then you got to, you're going up and down. And what he's saying is just to live in the middle, right? Yeah. To accept that there's good and bad on both sides. That is, it is just is. And, you know, for you to kind of create the future, it doesn't mean that you can't, it's like the world is, is you, you know, you have this path of destiny. It's about you actually still get to create the life that you're going through and live the life you desire, but realize that for everything that every choice that you make, there's always pros and cons. That's why the pros and cons list don't necessarily always work because there's always going to be pros. There's always going to be cons that are going to balance each other anyways. Yeah, and, and no matter what choice you make, there's always going to be things that are going to be great about that choice, but there's always going to be, um, you know, cons with that choice, the consequences that comes along with that choice. Well, that's exactly where values come in because I know ULT, my wife picked this up when you said on Facebook the other week, um, hate leaving my family, um, mm. <laughs> looking, forward, looking forward to catching up with all my chiropractic colleagues in Melbourne. <laughs> and that was like the typical pro oh, this was like con versus pro of your mission in life yeah, or your professional life. Mm. You've got a massive con where you're spending or consequence where you're spending time away from family, not seeing, not having that precious time with your kids that you want to and not having that time with your beautiful wife, Karen, which you want to. But you've got this massive pro where you're getting to connect and help influence a profession and help influence um, developing chiropractors and that's the balance isn't it there's the perfection in that and that really is living but that's a a choice that you make based on your values that's right like i mean some people you know and remember going through this and i can't remember it was this podcast or you know i've done so many now it's like you lose track of which you which you said when that's right well one of the things i remember saying to you know i remember we talked about values and we talked about values saying you know what's my highest point of values and and at one point i thought was family but that's not true, and, mm. and, and I'm being honest with it because if family was my top, like my top value, I wouldn't be traveling the way I travel. Like, yeah, let's face it, there's no way I'll be traveling and doing it because I would not wish that upon anybody. But I know I have a value system. I don't even know what you call it, but I want to make an impact in the world. I want to leave a legacy and really change the world. And you know, the way I do that is to basically inspire, motivate, and actually teach people how to grow um, within themselves and their business and everything else. And that's what I choose to do because that, that to me is one of the higher values for me because that's why I leave my family to do that. Now, my family is one of my top values, but I don't think I had to correct myself to say that that was my top value because I don't think it is. Yeah, it's well for most for mo- general generally speaking for for most males, um, it's our second highest value and our professional life or our life mission or our like you say it's sometimes difficult to put into words, but that's generally number one. But at the same time, our family drives us drives that number one mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you want to set a great example to your family because mm-hmm. most um, people would acknowledge that if you're a parent and you're listening right now, you don't want to say oh, sorry, kids, mummy and daddy never really did what they wanted to do in their lives because they thought it was more important to, to stay at home and, and look after the kids. No, no, the, the, the parents want to be able to tell their, their kids, we did the best that we could by living the lives that we thought was best and was our highest values because we want to set an example to you to live your life on your terms, living your highest values. We don't want to set an example to our kids living our lower values. We want to set examples to our kids living our higher values. And I think this leads to, you know, as we end this podcast, I think this leads to a point that I think it's very important to you to look at is that the the person that you might 
put on a pedestal that the person you think that has their just the perfect life it's not a per- it's imperfection but it's not the perfect life do, do you know what i mean so oh, well, there's been enough celebrities um dying taking their own lives uh exactly in this country and in other countries recently to to kind of quash that isn't it and that's yeah, it's spot on our team. It's important. Like, you know, whether you think that someone has like, man, he gets to travel so much. He, you know, has a beautiful family. Everything's going well. Trust me. Like, there are there are issues with that. No one has the perfect, the, you know, quote unquote, the perfect life. It's imperfection, but it's not the perfect life. And sometimes I find that, you know, I've been guilty of this. Is like, oh, I wish I had that life. And, you know, I've been called up upon that so much and go like, are you kidding me? There's so much else going on. If you dive deeper, you actually get to know the person. There's so much other stuff that's going on that you're going, oh, man. Like, you know, but that's the balance. That's the balance of their life. You know, for what appears to be perfect, there's actually some stuff that you probably wouldn't have to want to deal with at the same time. And so, but it's not that it's bad or good. It's just that it, it is what it is, is that every person, you know, whether you're Richard Branson, Donald Trump or whatever, you have your, you know, they might have a lot of money. But they also have a lot of issues. And, and this is going to, and I was talking to someone about this recently who, um, who works for like a, a billionaire, right? And he talks about how, you know, they have all the money in the world, but their kids don't ever, they, the kids have no love yeah. from the parents because, yeah. you know, they get love from the nanny. When they get hurt, they run to the nanny, yeah. you know, um, because they, they never got love from the parents. Now, to me, I feel that that's very sad. You know, all you know for me because my one of my values is family. Like it's one of my top values, not like seven, not the top, but maybe number two. But to me, that's sad. To me, in my value system, that I wouldn't want that, right? But that's in my value system. So we're not here to say we're not. What I'm saying is, don't judge, right? It's not about judgment of of what your values are because it's it's up to you what you choose your values to be. And we're not making judgment. All we're suggesting in this whole entire podcast to come to this one point is see the world as being good and also bad and seeing that everything works in a balance. But the be clear thing that I would want everybody to take away from this is that you need to look for it. You need to look for both to make sure that you're balanced in that. But obviously when I say balance is that it's a continual dynamic balance. It's not like it, you know, it's in one static balance. It's always in, in a flux of homeostasis. It's like dynamic. It's moving forward and backwards, but never let yourself be too, too good or too bad because then you're all you're most likely doing is just filtering it out. Yeah, I'll tell you is uh, I want to go back and listen to that. I just thoroughly enjoyed um, going through. I mean, this is the thing because we started this podcast saying there's a lot of stress going on in people's lives at the moment. Yeah, and I don't know about you, LT, but I feel a whole lot better about the world right now. Yeah, so the next time you you ever feel stressful, just do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Create a show right. and just rent. I can say I made five suggestions for people that are listening. Um, if you need to disconnect, because I interrupted LT quite rudely when he was going through some examples of what people do to disconnect. But if you do need to disconnect in some empowering ways, my ideas are, in no particular order, reading a good book, um, often about other people's lives, like autobiographies, um, exercising, socializing, because socializing can just really bring us back to harmony. Spending time with loved ones, whether it's couch time with a spouse or with the kids or with parents, siblings, um, and meditating or just having some quiet time. Yeah. Um, just some ideas for anyone that's, uh, that's looking for alternatives. Great stuff. I hope this podcast show, this particular show, was to help you enlighten yourself a little bit but also ask you 
ask you to get you to think about some questions um, about you know how you evaluate the world it's more about stimulating a further conversation obviously in half an hour is really difficult to kind of create a massive change but i just would love to just open the awareness but love to hear your thoughts on this you know whether you agree or disagree it doesn't really matter love for you to, to yeah, just create a bit of a long dialogue on the facebook page because it is a rather touchy topic it's very touchy and and, and for i'm really clear on this that we don't we don't mean to offend but it's more about to stimulate a conversation and the thoughts around the world because really you you're living your world you are living the you know through your filters it's great to kind of question it once in a while because um it might change the way you see the world and how you live the world from now on so go to facebook.com slash inside the champions mind love to hear your thoughts there while you're there make sure you like us there and um tell your friends and family about uh, the wellness couch and also the inside champions i'd love to have more listeners on this uh to kind of maybe get them to think about these type of questions and while if the third thing you can do for us is actually go to itunes i know it's a pain in the butt i know it's hard to find but if you can subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be really appreciated because while you're there, give us a five-star rating and give us a comment because we'll love to hear from you what you think about this podcast show. Um, it is one extra step, but it's an important step because this is the way we know how our feedback in terms of where we can guide the show in the future of this. So this is Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.